Hi, welcome to the That Trip Didn't Suck podcast, and this is season one, episode four, and I'm Amy. And I'm Christy. And we left you off on episode three um, with our East Coast trip, and we're going to continue that trip today. And where we're going with this has to do with cold showers and goodwill hunting. So thanks for joining us today, and also don't forget to check out um, thattripdidn'tsuck.com. Believe it or not, the next week or so, nothing extreme happened to us. No major mishaps. I'm sitting here looking. We're, we're using my journals kind of to create these podcasts. And we had a week of crazy, busy time moving every night, but nothing extreme. What about my headlight? Is that That's it? later. That was? Okay, never mind. So some of the highlights. We did drive through Shenandoah National Park. We visited Harper's Ferry. We stopped at Gettysburg. We spent majority of a day there. Yeah. If you're going to head out east, um, Gettysburg is a definite stop. And I recommend getting, we bought a an audio tour, which I'm sure a you could. CD. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can probably find it on, that was back in the boonies, the dark ages, not the boonies. But um, recommend find a podcast that helps take you through the park and tells you uh, what th- things are. Podcasts are an app. I'm sure there's really good resources out there. And I think you would agree with me. We would spend more time there Mm -hmm. if we could have. It's huge. We also spent, we actually spent an evening and a little bit of the next day in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Chocolate everywhere. Yes. There's the whole town is dedicated towards that. And there's a chocolate museum. Mm -hmm. We spent time in, we went to Fort McHenry, which is where the Star Spangled Banner was written. We visited lots and lots of places in DC um, pretty much all of those monuments. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the Smithsonian's. Air and Space Museum, my favorite. Amy loves the Air and Space Museum. We've been there many times okay, since. Five Talk times to them like about this. driving your car in D.C. Yeah, D.C., um, I, I hadn't done a whole lot of city driving at this point in my life, but D.C. is pretty crazy. If you've, if you've been there, you know this to be true. It's one giant one-way street in a big loop, pretty much. We got caught in a one-way it was loop awful. that was a square, mm-hmm. but it was, and we got caught, and nobody, I was a passenger, and I was scared to death. Nobody would let us over, Mm-mm. so we couldn't get out of it, and so I was we trying, looped around. I don't know. It, it was an hour. It was a long time trying to. Trying to find a parking place that was that free. That, too. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot. That was separate, though. We were stuck in that loop first. Yeah. And then Amy was determined to find free parking. Shocker. <laughs> and we never, I think the free parking we found was way far away. It was. We were on the river, honestly. And it was very, we, very hot. It was 95 degrees. We did a lot of walking that first day. We finally wised up the last day we were there, because I think we were there like two and a half-ish yeah. days. We finally bought one of those tickets for an on-and-off bus where you hop on and hop off. And for us, that was the best way to see a lot of things really quickly. We ended up staying the night at a place called Cherry Hill Park, and that was another night I think we should have just stayed in a hotel. It was it was 95 during the day, and night was equally horribly humid and hot. But one thing that's really cool is when we were in that D.C. area, I was talking to my mom on the phone, and she said, Christy, we have um, Christmas card friends that live in Maryland right there. And I said, well, what is a Christmas card friend? Well, it turns out I was actually born in Hawaii. My dad was in the Navy. So um, they had friends from the Navy years ago in the early 80s 
that they still kept in touch with just sending Christmas cards. And so she said, let me just call them. She said, I think I have their phone number. And she called these people up and explained that we were in the area and we would love to even just sleep in their garage if we could because it was so hot. And these people called me, gave me their address. We put it in Little Miss Know-It-All and we just showed up at their door, remember? Yeah. And so I'd never met them. Their names were Phil and Carolyn um, Vaughn. And they it turned out, nice. yeah, they were very kind. They fed us. They let us do laundry, I'm fairly certain. Mm-hmm. We each had a bed to sleep in. Yeah. And it ended up being a stormy night, I think, mm-hmm. which was yeah, a was. blessing for us. But it was nice to just get a real night of sleep. And they were complete strangers, but it didn't matter. They had known me, I think, when I was like six months old or something. But you never know when you might need to stay with a Christmas card friend. We spent another day in D.C. and then headed up to Philadelphia and did kind of the normal touristy things. We saw the Liberty Bell. We went and did an Independence Hall tour, which is where they signed the Declaration of Independence. We went and saw the Rocky Stairs, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to the U.S. Mint, where they create money, the Edgar Allan Poe House. Which is really cool. If you are a Poe fan, it's worth it. And it's kind of creepy because they there's a part in there that where the word death is etched in the drywall yeah and they told they took us to the basement and told the the telltale, telltale heart story and but it was yeah. a neat stop yeah they did a really good job with that and we also sometime in those days um, went to valley forge and visited that area where washington hunkered down for the winter with his men and um one of the we were in philly for two days and one of those nights my mom again said, oh, my gosh, we have another Christmas card friend that lives in the area. Yeah, we weren't even telling her to call these people. She no. was just like, I have friends. And we're like, cool. And they were actually in Newark, Delaware. But everything's so close there that it wasn't too much out of the way. And that was Joe and Heather Schneider. I have their names written down. And, um, again, they had a daughter a little younger than us mm-hmm. who was a musician. So I know you talked to her about that. And we each got our own bed. And. It stormed that night also. So, so good to not be in the timing. Rain. I have written down that they made us blueberry pancakes the next day. Mm. So total strangers that just took in two house. people. The um, next place we camped, though, had an interesting animal. Oh, yeah. we we A lot of times when we camped, um, we would get in in the dark, and I would cook dinner, and Christy would set up the tent. And this particular night, we actually got in early. And... Before and by early, I mean before the sunset. Um, so we had cooked dinner, and then the tent was already up, and it was dusk, and we were getting ready to get in the car to drive to take a shower. We were we had climbed in the car. Yeah, because it was pretty far away. Because usually we would walk, and we look out the window. We hear some, you know, animal type noises, and we look out the window, and there's a skunk just circling the car. Yeah. And I'm like, probably smelled the French fry oil. Probably. (laughs) Now that I think about it. I know. And Christy and I made the quick decision that we didn't want to start the car because we thought it might startle it and it would spray the car in the tent. And we also thought, well, if we start the car and let's say we accidentally ran over it, you know how skunks smell and you run over them. So we were just thinking this is a lose-lose situation. So we, we decided to sit there. So we called our parents, which you have to remember 2008. I mean, I think we had Google text. I don't think like Google, Google, like we know I now. Know that I didn't even have a Facebook yet. No, we didn't have internet so we on would, our phones. I know I called my mom every night and just said a simple, yeah, like, here's where we are. in this city, at this campground, if something should happen. 
I don't even know if she ever wrote that down or really yeah. cared, yeah. but it made me feel a little bit better that somebody yeah. knew where we were. So we called our parents though. And we, we sat there um, until the skunk left. And then we went and took the shower. We came back, no big deal, went to bed. But in the middle of the night, the skunk came back. You could hear it brushing up against our tent. Yeah, it was kind of creepy. And like, I remember sticking my head out and you could see it rummaging through, through our um, campfire. Yeah. And so we just, I remember saying, just don't move. Don't make any sounds. We don't, because the last thing we wanted was for that thing to spray us. Yeah, that would have been horrible. So the next day, uh, we had a couple goals. Our first goal was to go see the gar the Martin Guitar Factory, which I don't own a Martin. I think I've owned one at some point in my life. But um, as a guitar player, like this was just a really exciting thing to do. And it was actually really neat. If we you get could... to see from the very beginning yes. to the very end. I mean, they walked us. It was a very long tour as yeah. someone who doesn't play the guitar. Yeah. It was interesting, but it was super long, like but, really detailed. Yeah. So if you have, if you do have time to ever take a guitar it factory tour. Yeah. They're so, they're neat. I've also been to the Taylor Guitar Factory out in California and just, it's just neat to see how musical instruments are made if you're a musician or even if you have an appreciation for music but we went there um then we we found in our little national park book this place called roger williams national i think it's national monument and um well and it was in rhode island because we mm -hmm. knew we wanted to it's so tiny we wanted to stop and do something yeah. there, but we couldn't stay long and that was neat the guy had actually he was the founder of i think rhode island and he mm -hmm. would he moved there from he got banned from, I think... It was some rebel leader, yeah, kind of. from Massachusetts, and he went and founded his own state um, because for religious freedom. And the man working there was really cool. Do you yeah. remember? Yeah, he was kind he, of a hippie. He was like long-haired ponytail, and he had an accent that I can't describe. It was something I'd never heard. But as soon as he found out we were teachers, he started digging through all these supplies. Mm -hmm. Gave us so much stuff. Came out with all these resources for us to, I don't know why we would teach Rhode Island history in Missouri, no, no. but it was a really kind gesture on his it part. It was, he was nice. So we get back in the car after Roger Williams and our, our ultimate goal again was like, we we're going to go to Cape Cod and we didn't even have anything to do there. That's just, we just we're wanted to camp. Yeah, we wanted way. to go there, camp there. We heard that it was beautiful. And so we head towards, um, Cape Cod and we're, we're going along. I don't even remember where we were at the point at this point, but well, my, we didn't know, where we, we didn't were, know where we were. We knew, we were knew we were following little snow at all, but my car starts slowing down and it starts all the lights on the dash start blinking. And it's beeping. Yeah. There's a it's weird like beep, beep, sound. beep, beep. We're on a highway. Beep. Yeah. We were on the highway. And we weren't on the interstate though. We were on a highway and I, I call my dad. I'm like, dad, my car's beeping. Lights are flashing, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I think it's my alternator. And I, I think my dad was kind of like, well, why would you think it was the alternator? You don't know anything about cars. But um, at this point, I didn't care. Something was wrong and my dad wasn't helping me, which he couldn't. I mean, he was in Missouri. And so we took the next exit. Yeah. And we, we take the next exit and all of a sudden my car just keeps losing power, keeps losing power. And we make it to where we see some stores and gas stations and things like that. And it dies. And you just like pulled to the right. Yeah. And there's no, keep in mind, there's no shoulder. Like I'm in a lane. But I'm on the oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, there's it's a two lane though, so there's two lanes for traffic on one side, two lanes in there. I guess that's a four lane. Anyway, so I sorry, I'm counting the two lanes on my side. But we pull over and there's nowhere to go, and so I call AAA, 
AAA says, you know, like they always do, oh, we'll be there in a little bit, sometime within the hour, no big deal. Um, that's why I have AAA. And next thing we know, people are just driving by and they're honking. People are just like waving. Nobody's helping us, which is when you're from the Midwest, everybody stops and helps. And so this was very foreign Especially to us. Especially because this was really when cell phones were barely around. Nowadays, yeah. you drive by and see somebody on a cell phone mm -hmm. and say, okay, they have help. But we were obviously two females, obviously from Missouri. We had Missouri plates. The nicest somebody was was a group of guys yelled out something about, the, the, what are you guys doing here in Missouri? I mean, or from Missouri, yeah. And they, but they also said, they said, what's or that? Or here on? in May or wherever. Yeah. And then they said, what's on the back of your car? Is that is that used cooking oil? And I said, yeah. And they're like, that's awesome. And they drove off. Oh, but here's part. Remember this. We didn't know what state we were in. Oh, that is when true. When we called AAA, we told them we were in Rhode Island. And we weren't. So Amy's trying to tell them the address, the road that we're on in Rhode Island. And the AAA person said, I don't have that no. road in Rhode Island. Well, it ends up we had crossed into Massachusetts. Massachusetts and didn't even know what state we were in. And we couldn't Google it. There's no Google to figure out where we're at. And so anyway, so as we're doing all of this, all of a sudden a cop pulls up and he was pretty rude. Yeah, he was not nice. And he was like, ma'am, you need to pull your car off the road. And I said, sir, I, I can't. My car's dead. My alternator just died. He's like, we well, need to push it. And I said, sir, I can't. It was a hill. There was yeah, no there's, way. There was no way that either, even Christy and I together could not have pushed my car up the hill to the right. And he said, well, if you don't push it, I'm going to have to call and have it towed. I said, sir, I've called AAA. They're on their way. I promise you. They're going to come and get it towed. He goes, well, they got to be faster. Call them. So I'm not kidding you. This police officer makes me call AAA again. I was so ticked. So I called AAA again. I had to tell the guy the same thing. Like, hey, they're on their way. There's nothing else for me to do. And um, it was very, very frustrating to say the least. Eventually, this gigantic tow truck shows up. And it's, was it two? Two men. Two guys about our age. But their accents are so thick it was, that I really struggled to understand them. And what it is, is we're really close to Boston at this point. <laughs> and if you've ever seen the movie Good Will Hunting, hence the name of this episode, that's what they sounded like. Mm -hmm. They were loud and they were crass. And Every other word was the F word. Yes. And we had to crawl up in this. I mean, it was a huge tow truck. You had to really climb up into, and we all just crammed in together. I there had was, to sit on top of you and yes, one of these men. There was really no room. And there, they hooked up the car, and they're dodging in and out all over. And it was just like this experience out of the movies. The way that they were acting and talking was just so foreign. And then one of them in their accent, I can't even do the accent. The guy no. goes, the guy goes, I got some buddies across town that can fix your car. You say it's the alternator? I said, yeah, it's the alternator. He goes, well, instead of taking it here which was, I don't know, some place that AAA recommended. He goes, I'll take you to my buddies. They'll get it fixed for you. And I said, you know what, sir? Like, at this point, we didn't even care because we wanted it fixed. Well, it was a Saturday. Yeah. And, and it our was... fear was that nobody would be able to fix it. We didn't have anywhere to stay. We didn't have transportation. Mm -mm. I mean, we could have gotten a cab and figured that out. So they took us to their friend's shop. The shop ended up, it's a long story, but the shop ended up staying open late for us. Mm -hmm. They had to order a part and go get the part from Rhode Island. So they had to send a driver to go get it and bring it back. Yes. It ended up being very expensive. But these men went above and beyond. They stayed yes. after the time. They fixed the car because they said, is there any, they asked us, they said, can, we, yes. can somebody put you up tonight? And we said, we, we, we don't have anybody. We're here. We're from Missouri. We have no 
transportation. transportation we were trying nowadays to you would just uber to somewhere and it yeah. wouldn't seem like a big deal but then the communication was different mm -hmm. like i said we could have cabbed and stayed somewhere but we had no food i mean we could have figured it out but those guys went above and beyond um especially for that area and that city necessarily doesn't always they're not, it's not like the Midwest. Yeah, it's very That day they tried their best to give us the Midwest, you know, welcome and service. Yeah. So we, we get the car fixed and we realize very quickly that it's getting late. We're not going to make it to Cape Cod. No, it's the one place we didn't make it that we had really no. hoped to. And I hope to go back sometime. Yeah, we can go back sometime. But, um... So we, we somehow found another campground, I'm guessing, in Massachusetts. It was. Mansfield, it was. Massachusetts. I've got it written okay. down. Okay. And we pull in for the night, and a couple things we had realized. Um, one was that when these guys fixed my car, they did not put a part back on it. And I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. I'd have to ask my dad. It was probably. some weird part they didn't have because they needed it from VW. Yeah. That's what it was. And we realized that. And then the other thing we realized was my, one of my headlights went out mm -hmm. and I knew how to fix it. I had Amy an extra. Amy being Amy. I know how to fix. I know. Changed her own headlights and they were a real pain. I they, remember oh, that from forever. before this trip. So you sat. I sat there. You and spent forever. Changing it. Only to turn on my headlights and realize I had changed the wrong one. Uh-huh. And so I had to take it out and take the whole other one apart and put it back in. So I probably spent two hours while Christy set up the tent and cooked dinner. Mm -hmm. And then I have it written down. We had shrimp, mac and cheese, and green beans that night. And then to top off that whole day. So this is the same day the car broke down. Yeah. We, um, I don't know if you remember this, that campground locked. You couldn't leave. Yeah. After 10 o'clock, they closed their gate so you couldn't get in or out. And we um, went to take showers and we, this was the first time we had run into this mm -hmm. and that's on that trip. The showers were... Cold water, but you had to pay for hot water. Right. And I don't remember how much. 50 cents? Uh, it was like a quarter for every certain amount. Yeah. Of, like so a you length. got cold water no matter what, but if you wanted hot water, you had to pay. Well, it was nice weather out, but it wasn't hot weather. Mm -mm. So we get in there and realize that... And Amy I was so starts, mad. gets in the shower and then, cause I hadn't gotten in yet to mine and, and sticks her head out. And I and said, well, I don't have any quarters. She didn't have any quarters. We couldn't even leave to go get quarters. And I, I had a complete meltdown. She I, starts crying was, because it's cold water. So I, I was crying because the whole day was just awful. I turned to some other poor lady in there and I was like, look, my friend is crying because she doesn't want a, sh a cold shower. Do you have any extra quarters? Well, this lady had whatever it was, one or two. She had enough. So me. I begged the quarters and then gave them to Amy. So Amy got a hot shower while I went and took a cold one. But then she was happy because she got her hot shower. It was. But it was like, I just begged those for you and I'm still freezing to death. Oh. Um, but that was the end of I'm glad that day ended at a that very point. long day. We didn't even know what state we were in for part of it. And my car just kept breaking. The next morning we decided to head towards Boston and we hit some of the highlights there like John Adams home and um, Old North Church and drove through the downtown. We wanted to stop at Cheers but Boston downtown is very very busy. It was pretty crazy. 
uh, traffic wise. Um, we did end up stopping at Bunker Hill and Christy had already been there. Um, so I did not climb it again. No. Once was enough. So yeah. I'm pretty sure I just sat in the car yeah. while you climbed it. She's like, knock yourself out. I've and already I, done it. I know. And I came back completely sweaty and gross and thinking, I don't know if that was really even worth it. So it was kind of like Boston light. We didn't spend much time No, there. we didn't spend much time We there. just didn't have it. No. So we continue on the road. And um, at this point, we're heading towards Maine. Our Kind of our goal over the next couple of days was to get up to um Acadia Acadia National Park and when my car got fixed after the alternator broke the car guys there was some piece on the fuel filter that they said we they couldn't they, they rigged it somehow yeah they rigged said, it somehow and said you can get by with us for a couple of days but you need to stop at a Volkswagen dealership and get it fixed so as we're moving towards Maine we're also looking for um a VW. a VW dealership and I found one so I stop I explain what happened I point out what the issue is and these guys were like they were jerks really they, they, they were, sold you the part they sold me the part they were completely put off but they wouldn't even they wouldn't put it on and I said okay fine I'll just take the part I'll either figure it out myself with a video later on or find somebody else and just so happenstance would have it you know sometime within that same day we run across this car. It was called like Jay's, Jay's Imports or yeah. something. And, you know, as a person who has a Volkswagen, you know, you have to find somebody who specializes in VWs or wants to work on a VW. And so I just pulled in, walked in, we introduced ourselves to this guy, Jay, he was there. And, uh, and he said, oh, yeah, we'll get you fixed up real fast. He and, said, I can do that in like 10 minutes. Yeah, and he did. 10 minutes and he was done. And so that we, we just kind of, you know, joked about the VW guys like being jerks and totally putting us off. But remember when you asked him how much it was going to, how much you owed him, what did he say? He said nothing. Um, <laughs> he said, I just, right. I would love to have a postcard from two girls in Missouri who are on this East Coast trip. And so I'm pretty sure that we sent him a postcard actually from Michigan when we went, we ended up in the UP. I know we sent him one. Yeah, we did point. send him one for sure. So I'm, I'm guessing if we ever went back to Jay's, I'm just imagine that somewhere on his giant bulletin board of thank yous and postcards, there's going to be some postcard from Christy and Amy back in 2008. So he really did say this. He did. And super nice guy. And it just was a really nice, I don't know. It was just good after the, after the car day and after dealing with people who were not kind to us. It was so refreshing to find he somebody. He stood out as somebody that was, and that's what we told him. We talked to him about how in the Midwest this mm -hmm. would have been, and he said, well, I don't want you, I remember he said, I don't want you to get that impression of all of us here in Maine. He said, so let me do you, mm -hmm. do, you do you guys a favor and yeah. treat you the right way. So um, we're going to wrap things up today and we're going to have one more episode where we will finish up our East Coast trip. And thanks for listening and don't forget to check out our next episode. We'll have it up pretty soon.